Big talk, big opinions, the panel. Panel this morning, uh, Jared Cronin out of Australia, Sam Ackerman, uh, of course, uh, as a New Zealand-based rugby league fan, sports fan in general. So, Sam, can I start before we get on to the league? What about them black caps, eh? Did you see that coming? No, anyone who says they did um, is a liar. Uh, so they're bare-faced lines here, Smitty, because it, look, the first, that first session we're going, hang on here, hang on here. And then England showed that they've got, you know, that they, they could have crumpled many teams. England had the confidence to back themselves. And I love the way that England backed themselves, you know, right through. They could have easily, you know, parked it a lot more. And I can just feel sorry for, for Jimmy Anderson. But, you know, this is, he's inflicted all kinds of punishment on so many cricketers through the years. He deserves to have a few moments um, that go along. It's, it is such a joy to be a sports fan when you, Put yourself in the position to witness those moments. So the, any accolades the, the Black Caps get to come from what was a effectively a down trail in the in the first test uh, here in Tauranga, and it was the wind really came out of the sails. And we've been talking a lot about this is not the same Black Caps team what it was, but what we have got from that incredible Golden Black Caps era is this inner confidence to back themselves in the right situation. And I don't think that this team achieves that result without going through the the greatness they have in that period. And then that's what makes that special. It was a backs-against-the-wall win against an extremely good side. Uh, and I, I, I'm, you know, hats off to everybody involved with uh, that Black Caps performance because when you're forced to follow on, well, only a couple of teams have managed to achieve this in, um, in Test cricket full stop, let alone in the fashion they did by one run. I, I saw some insane stat that you know there's literally a, a couple of Test matches that have been decided uh, by one run like that. So, yeah, amazing, pure theatre and um, it gives all of us who uh, love test cricket that moment to say see, 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 this is what we're talking about, you don't get that in a T20 not like that, you don't get that in a one day, not like that, it is, it's why uh, it's the purest favourite uh, form and I can't see that ever changing So not now uh, Sam, if you're Gary Stead and Gavin Larson do you, do you sit back and say okay we won that one so uh, these guys deserve a second chance or from that point of view, do you say, right, we got out of that one, uh, but we need to keep going forward. So next test against uh, Sri Lanka is, what, seven days away now. What would you do? Well, the big, the big question is, and I say this when it comes to um, second coaches, onto any other move, is who, who for? What, who do you have that you bring in you think will get a better result? Because, yep, they got away with it, and I don't think that that should be a hall pass um, for uh, everyone in that team to um, hold on to their positions. But I, I, cer- I certainly feel that if they go right, well, we weren't happy with the performance and we believe that player X coming in is a game changer, then by all means they should be- make changes. But I don't know. I, I kind of look at the depth and go, where, where, where are those changes, Smitty? I, I feel like there's almost a, an argument to be had that, 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 that we're not seeing the best in general out of the Black Caps right now, but... Are you just shuffling deck chairs on the Titanic by bringing in players who can produce who aren't necessarily going to produce different results? I think you've got to go forward, Sam. I think you've got to keep going forward and um, a slight change of attitude as well and um, and back yourself. But we're still a specialist down uh, for mine. We still haven't got a spinner. Uh, we yes. still uh, need another seam bowler. And we still haven't sorted out number four or five, uh, to be perfectly honest. So, uh, okay, that's the cricketing side of things. And uh, the night 
that uh, you've been waiting for for quite some time has arrived. Uh, almost a storm against the Eels kicking it off tonight. How do you see that? Yeah, I'm glad, look, those first three months of the year are just wasted. It's, it's two and a half, I should say. It's, it's good to get into the real sport now. Um, so he cannot wait. Um, I am very excited to see uh, league back at that scale, of course. But you know, I, I personally, the first game of the first round throw of the season always brings so much intrigue to me, just because I, I, it's the opportunity to see where everybody's at. You know, it, it's not just uh, not just wanting to see the Warriors go first, but you know, the Storm. Now, look, they've still got you know, arguably the the best. Uh, halves pairing uh, in the comp. Your Panthers might um, disagree with that, and uh, and I'm really interested to see what Munster and, and Hughes can do with this team because they are right now a front row and a halves pairing. Uh, this is not the dominant Storm team. They've lost you know something like 700 plus games worth of experience uh, out of this time, including the Bromwich boys and uh, and Brandon Smith. Um, so, you know, it's a real strong Kiwi contingent, but we know that they've always, they being the Storm, always had this incredible ability to bring players into a position and play the role they're supposed to play. It's even when they lost uh, key players along the way, like uh, Cooper Cronk, they, they found other players to be that role that they needed, not not necessarily uh, be a, a, a different player, but to fill the role required. It's, uh, this, if this Bellamy's uh, last season, if he can make this team a great team and a genuine title contender they'll be among his uh, great accolades to show that he can he can do with anyone not just uh, a gifted generation of players and the Eels uh, you know, went, went close last year and I, I don't know people think that window's closed but will um, their chance to win a title I'd, I'd be very keen to see how they go today uh, just, to, just to see if they've still got that punch Okay right uh, Jared Cronin joins us um, out of Australia. Jared Excitement levels are high over here. Uh, we'll get on to the Warriors shortly, but it does kick off tonight with the Storm and the Eels in a relatively uh, new-look Storm, as uh, Sam has pointed out. How are you looking at the opening encounter? Yeah, it's, it's going to be a huge one, actually. There is It's almost fever pitch over here in Sydney, I can tell you that much. People have been really, really hanging out to see some footy, uh, some real decent footy. And, man, what a start we've got with the Storm up against the Eels. Uh, going to be a, a huge clash. Uh, obviously, the Storm have lost a few troops from last year. Uh, as have the Eels. They've lost a couple of guys from their grand final side as well. So it's going to be an interesting sort of uh, just to kind of see how these teams have adjusted and who's going to, basically fill in the spots that have been filled by more experienced campaigners. Obviously, the Storm have got a, a huge sort of hole in their Ford pack. A lot of experience has gone out the door. Um, so they've got new guys coming through, uh, including uh, former warrior uh, Elias Katoa, uh, which will be exciting to see how he goes um, up against uh, a pretty solid Parramatta Eels Ford pack. Right, OK. Uh, that leads us to tomorrow night then, uh, Sam. And uh, I, I think uh, we, we need to look at uh, the Warriors. In fact, I'll tell you what we'll do, Sam and, and Jared. We'll take a quick news break first, and then we'll get into the teeth of the Warriors uh, against the Knights tomorrow. So here's Araha with a quick uh, update, uh, and then uh, we'll get into the serious stuff. The panel. Right, uh, it's tomorrow night. It's at Sky Stadium in Wellington. It is the Warriors, uh, their first game of the season against the Newcastle Knights, hosting them down there. Uh, Sam Ackerman and uh, Jared Cronin are with us to look uh, a bit more closely at this game. And first of all, Sam, the lineup for the Warriors predictable for you, and and what do you what do you make of it? Yeah, it's, it's pretty close to the um, the strongest side I can imagine the Warriors putting out at this stage. Jazz Tavanga's uh, injured, and he to me comes in as to 
thirteen with with ease. Uh, I know he can be great off the bench too, but I, I'd like him to start personally. I think he's incredible there. Um, there will be, uh, and uh, I've already heard uh, many of the uh, the pangs of frustration of uh, oh, Sean Johnson, why are you persevering with him? Well. well First of all, he was always going to start. Andrew Webster was always going to give him the ball and say, Here's, it's yours, your chance to push through that. It's up to you what you do with this from uh, from here. Sean Johnson, uh, like him or not, uh, it certainly has earned that right. And I, I would have picked him in seven every time. Luke Metcalf uh, being injured certainly made that decision easier, in, in my opinion. But I'm looking forward to seeing how he fits in with uh, Tamari Martin. And there's a couple of players uh, that we are outside of the players we know um, will deliver that I'm really looking forward to. I get, I've got this inkling inside me, and in my, just in my, I feel it in my waters, uh, Smitty, that uh, Mitchell Barnett has about become my new favourite wife. Warrior. I loved him in Newcastle, who's incidentally taking up first up. He's got the, he's got a bit of that Michael Luck to him, but with a bit more size um, than than Milky had when he played. So I, I don't know. I feel that he's got that kind of backbone of the forward pack, and I think he's going to relieve a lot of the workload on someone like a, a Tohu Harris, which can allow him to use his ball playing skills more. So yeah, excited to see him, uh, Braden Williamy in the, in the centres as well. Uh, I think he's his. Um, the way he can distribute the ball, his distribution will really add uh, a lot to the side, and uh, I think Watson and Lesniak will, will really benefit from it. So there's, uh, there's, there's a lot to like. Dylan Walker's X factor off the bench: is he passed it? Does he still have what made him a superstar? I mean, if he does, geez, the Warriors have struck gold, and they haven't had a, a real killer. Wow, can do anything five eight in the in the ball playing category of of Dylan Walker at his best um, since Lance Ohio, in my opinion. So a, a lot to like about this team um, but you know it's, they're great on paper let's see how they go on grass okay Jared uh, Warriors your, your take on the Warriors and where's the danger from the Knights point of view yeah, well, obviously, a lot of the uh, the news centering around the Knights has been Kalen Ponga's switch to 5-8 so really I think a lot of the game is going to come down to how much the Warriors can pressure Kalen and try and make him you know force him into errors that he otherwise wouldn't have done He's not playing in a, a, a totally familiar position. He's played there before, but this is a, a real step up in terms of committing to the number six jersey. So our boys need to get up in his face, try and shut down his space as best they can, and also just try and limit what he can do, uh, You know, creating holes for his, his runners outside him. Uh, I'm really interested to see how just how Tohu Harris leads this Warriors team against the Knights. Uh, in terms of the, the back line for the Knights, They've got a couple of good young players in there. Obviously, Dominic Young was a star at the World Cup. Kalen Ponga mentioned him before. Uh, but it's probably up front where their strength lies in the Knights. So uh, it's going to be the challenge for the Warriors, big boys up front, to take it to them, try and lay a good platform. Uh, and then out wide, uh, it's, it's going to be the really the, the combination between your, your spine of uh, Wade Egan, Tohu Harris, um, and then the halves, Sean Johnson, Timide, and Martin, and, and how they operate in terms of creating a little bit further out wide for our, our boys to hopefully go and score a bunch of tries. Uh, I, I kind of think, and I hate to use this phrase, Sam, uh, so early on in the piece, um, but I kind of think for the sake of everybody in this part of the world, this is almost a must win. Yeah, it, it, it certainly would take a lot of the wind out of the sails. Um, it's must win in the in the terms of deception, Smitty, more than it is about the uh, there is a loss here won't be 
won't have a, well, hopefully wouldn't have any major detrimental chances to where they uh, end up finishing. Every game counts, all that jazz. But certainly as far as confidence for this team and in this team goes, this night's team is beatable. Look, Caelan Pong at his best, absolute world better, absolutely. And I I agree with Jeter about the pack as well. I I, I like what the uh, Knights have to bring. I don't think they'll be a pushover, but they haven't been great. They were very poor last year. Uh, And I think this Warriors side at home, um, by home, I mean New Zealand, of course, uh, and uh, and Wellington, uh, with what they've got, a new coach and so much to run for and and, and to achieve. uh, I I agree in the concept of... uh, the public court of public opinion, a loss here will be too many people just to go up. Ah, same old warriors. I'll slot them away for now. I'm not gonna. Uh, I'm not gonna worry uh, about them until um, they give me a reason to. But we're, a win here uh, puts them right in the top of the conversation. Um, yeah, Jared. What about other matchups uh, over the weekend? What are you What are you looking forward to? I, I tell you what. From a historical perspective, I'm really looking forward to the Dolphins Roosters match. Uh, and that's not to say that the result will be, you know, really up in the air. You'd expect the Roosters to go up and really confidently put away the new boys, uh, Wayne Bennett's team. But I, I just think just from a yeah, from a, a pure historical perspective, we haven't seen a new team in the NRL since, uh, I believe, the Titans in 2007. So it's been a long time between drinks since we, you know, brought in a new team and, and all that comes with it. It's always such a, a special occasion. You, you often think back to 1995 when the Warriors came into the league in the first game against the Broncos. And even just talking about it now, it gets me a little bit excited. So I want to see a little bit of that spark, a little bit of that juice. Uh, it may well be a, a heavy victory uh, for the Roosters, never, never right off a Wayne Bennett team, but, uh, but yeah, from a just a, a pure standpoint of a, a, a neutral fan, I really want to see what that game brings and and how everyone embraces the new team, the Dolphins. Okay, um, Sam, uh, let's talk about a little bit about uh, the All Blacks. I mean, we've had you on every week uh, for ever, it seems, which has been great. And every week we talk about the, this particular subject. But can we finally put it to bed now? Because Dame Patsy Reddy has stood up and said, we will give you the name of the new All Black coach in the next four to six weeks, which goes against the grain from what the incumbent wanted. But at least they've made a decision. Yeah, and I think like Ian, Ian Foster's uh, card was clearly marked when they made that decision, um, and he's made the right call to pull out. And uh, as you know, Smitty, I've been kind of touting that uh, if, if I was Ian Foster give it, from mid-year last year, I would have said, you know what, I'm done after the World Cup. Stuff your job. Um, the way I've been treated, the way that the public's gone after me, it's not worth this, even if it is your, your dream to coach the All Blacks. Go, going on past the World Cup would have always seemed insane to me. So I, I, yeah, I think it's great that he can put all his eggs in one basket, and he can get Every player there committed going, do you know what? I don't. I can't promise you your jersey next year. I can't promise you what your future is under whoever the new coach is going to be. But I can promise you this. This is your opportunity to win a World Cup. All you guys leaving, this is it. Your last chance. Let's put this together. I get to do the uh, the motivational thing that you've seen so many coaches who bow out uh, get to do. Trust me. In, t- in 2011, the Warriors do not make the grand final if Ivan Cleary was signed for the next season. The do it for Ivan factor drove them immensely and changed things incredibly. So he didn't think about the future. He worried about the then and now and the then and now only. Foster's got that to do. He doesn't have to think about any future plans, who's signing, who's doing anything. And I think that's of benefit to this campaign. And I think that a smart operator uh, can definitely work that advantage to the players. We'll be talking about it for the next four to six weeks. 
Smithy, because there'll be another uh, leap come from somewhere that so-and-so's in the running or so, suddenly so-and-so won't do it or the Blues won't release so-and-so from a contract to be an assistant coach. There's a lot of conversations to have, but we are close to having something that looks definitive. And I actually think once the coach is in, the uh, new coach is named, and it's kind of left it for what it is. And if, in, if the New Zealand rugby is prepared to say, when you accept this job, you put a gag on talking about the All Blacks until the All Blacks are done, I think that should be a prerequisite, whether it's Robertson, um, Joseph, whoever. So it's not, my, I take over next year. I'm not going to pass comment on, on what this is. I back this team to do well. I think that should be a, a prerequisite, and we can actually talk about the All Blacks of 2023 and the campaign for itself. Well, Jared, uh, all uh, Super Games, are, of course, are uh, in Melbourne this weekend, so uh, I imagine we'll see uh, Eddie Jones very prominently casting his eye over exactly what's going on and not having to move too far. Uh, he wouldn't have liked what he saw uh, with the Hurricanes knocking over the Reds comfortably last week, though. Uh, absolutely not. Bit of a, uh, a real fizzer, I guess, from the Reds' perspective to kick off the season. As always, they've come into the season with high hopes and really to get absolutely blasted off the park there by the Hurricanes, albeit you know, a, a pretty good team, uh, the, the Reds will be, yes, they'll be really hurting after that one. They'll want to bounce back and bounce back pretty quickly. Uh, they've also maybe just lost a little bit of a step in terms of momentum with um, Daniela Tupou, um signing on from next year for the Melbourne Rebels. So mm. a little bit of an outward movement, I guess, a few players having been lost from the past couple of successful campaigns. But, yeah, Eddie Jones is going to really want to see uh, just a little bit of fire from his Australian teams, especially for this round. They they really get behind it in Melbourne. They're, they're trying to really pump it up and, you know, get excited and capture a bit of the magic that the NRL magic round has captured. Uh, and so the, the only way to really do that is for your teams to perform at a high level. So from an Australian perspective, they'll really be looking for them to, to compete against, you know, the, the Kiwi teams. Of course, the Hurricanes playing the Rebels um, uh, also. Um, so the, the Blues, Brumbies as well. So there's going to be a couple of good matchups in there that really are going to be interesting to, to see just how things are really placed in a World Cup year. So fascinating from a Kiwi perspective, as always. Uh, but also, uh, yeah, as you say, Eddie Jones is going to be in there keeping a, a real close eye on just exactly what's going on. Jared Cronin has been with us this morning out of Australia and uh, Sam Ackerman, of course. Um, every week we have Sam and uh, Strong League content this morning. Thanks, gentlemen. Appreciate it uh, from both of you. Uh, hopefully we'll have another panel around the same time tomorrow morning. It is uh, 10.42 here on SENZ.